Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Broja. Bonjour, konnichiwa, hola, utenteg, and what's poppin'? Welcome back to the best new fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast, presented to you by Manscaped. We have an amazing show in store for you today. News and notes that you can use are 2022 Wide Receiver Tears Part 1, and your normal hijinks and discussions and disagreements and you know all that kind of good stuff we do have a new partnership with a sponsor manscape is now the presenter of the show hit up their website manscape.com use our promo code fiends f-e-i-n-s fiends you get 20 percent off plus free shipping so that's actually close to 30 35 off when you think about it the cost of shipping but again manscaped.com I'm telling you right now, they may have the best trimmer I've used ever. The reason I say that is we're talking waterproof. Don't have to plug in anything. No nicks, no patches. And trust me, she will love it too. Make sure you check them out. Use that promo code. Save yourself a few coins. I absolutely love my new lawnmower. I know, Joe, you got a chance to try it out. Tell the people a little bit about your experience, Joe. Yeah, I use both the Weed Whacker and uh, the Lawnmower 4.0. Last, I, t- I told y'all in the group chat what was going to go down. Uh, so I had to make sure I was right for that, that moment. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So what I like about it, it's very high quality stuff. You can even put your finger to it. Like, you know what I mean? As smooth as it cut. You know, looking like a baby, you know, not trying to send no messages to the, the, the media or <laughs> our followers. That junk, you like, it's smooth, it cuts it smooth, but when you put your finger on, no nothing. No, so that was phenomenal. I really get anything right, was, you know, prepared. They even gave us the underwear. The underwear is like, these are print proof. Like, if you need a, if you want to have a print, it's it, it, it's going down, bro. It goes on top of the gray sweatpants. That's the kind of, and then I rock the shirt as well. It's one of those things like if you want a bougie trimmer, you want to make sure you got that clean cut, that clean, like, you know, shape up. You try and get down there, you know, taken care of. And then you want to make sure your nostrils and everything else in check. And the, even the products that go with it, like the ball toner and all, is phenomenal. Smelling yeah. good, smelling great. Phenomenal product, but they always got jokes. They're always funny. So I'm great to have a sponsorship with somebody. Let us creatively be free, but also get, you know, everything ready for the ladies. You know what I mean? So he's 100 percent right. Great product. Great people. Make sure you check them out again. That's manscaped.com. Promo code fiends, F-E-I-N-S, 20 percent off and free shipping. If you're looking to join our Facebook group, Fantasy Football Fiend Family on Facebook, IG, Fantasy Football Fiend, Twitter, at fantasy underscore feed gmail as far as our email is concerned if you have any promos any advertisements questions comments concerns now let's go ahead and hop right into your news (music) 
And now your fantasy news. We do have a little bit of reports from camps and things of that nature. I know your your official camp starting in about a week. That's when we're going to get news as far as any changes with depth charts and who's looking good, who's looking to take over, who's looking like they may have been hype and not much substance behind it. So with that being said, we're going to start out with Sky Moore, wide receiver, rookie wide receiver for Kansas City, um, per beat writer Nate Taylor. Chiefs wide receiver Sky Moore missed most of the offseason program with a left hamstring injury. We hate to see those soft tissue injuries, uh, especially that early and especially for rookies. But he is expected to be fine for the opening of training camp later on this month. And um, he'll be battling it out for the number two spot, uh, basically behind Travis Kelsey. I can see him ending up at the wide receiver three spot just behind Juju. But the thing is, he's an outside receiver. Juju is a slot receiver. So he still may actually get the benefit of Patrick Mahomes, uh, of, of being Patrick Mahomes down the field guy. I know, Joe, you stay abreast to the rookies. Another rookie, I'll go ahead and throw out there in well, and you can comment on both Jalen Tobert. I know you were talking about him in the dynasty chat. Jalen Tobert, according to John Michita of The Athletic, is indicating that he is probably going to be a starter week one, right? He was a third round pick in the draft. He had a chance to compete for a significant role right away. I mean, he's been working with the starters in spring workouts. So um, it's helped by the absence of Michael Gallup, obviously. Also, I believe James Washington is out as well. He didn't attend those camps. So that kind of helped him stand out a little bit. But as of right now, he may end up starting. I highly doubt he'll still be over Gallup once Gallup returns. I know he is a little nicked up right now. But what you got on these two guys? I was really hurt by the Sky Moore news. But luckily, I, from you know my understanding as well, it won't impact them by training camp. So good news with that. I like Sky Moore, and he was one of the guys after the draft where I found out he went there. I was ecstatic. He's a great prospect and a good talent. And him and Mahomes are already working together off the field as well as on the field doing additional uh, drills and reps. He may be looked to early on as the number one wide receiver based on training camp. So we'll definitely evaluate that for the viewers and we'll have more information. Tolbert was somebody yeah, that we definitely I definitely spoke to days ago, just looking at how well he performed. And if you look at most of the routes and his percentages completed out of college, he is in probably 90 to 90, well, 80 to 90 percent completions as far as nine routes digs all the complete route tree and that is a like amazing seeing that uh he was that successful in college we got to see him in east west shrine game he did really well and that's when i actually took note of him and kind of started to follow him a little bit he's a de facto starter aside cd lamb like you said gallup is most likely going to end up on the pup i do expect james washington to return by camp if not miss a week of camp i don't see his injury being severe tolbert is definitely somebody who's going to have upside as a buy it, you know, um, you know, get them and kind of like uh, sell them high, you know, buy, you know, buy or sell, however you want to use the metaphor. I don't see his fantasy production to last the entire season, obviously because Gallup and I think James Washington is going to add a, a lot of flavor to the offense. But to look at the first six game sample, 
you could leverage that later on as a trade piece to move him once he's highly productive. You have to understand, like, yes, he could, he's going to likely be a starter in the NFL, but considering Michael Gallup and James Washington for as of we, you know, as we're speaking today, don't expect that production to, like you said, Zay, to last when they come back. And they pay Gallup too. So, I mean, they plan on using him. I know, Vander, um, we were talking about the Chicago wide receiving core. They just added, Another guy to their receiving core, Nikhil Harry, was traded from the Patriots to the Bears and for only a seventh round pick, which is, I'm surprised they got that. I thought they we were going to end up having to cut him, honestly. It almost feels to me kind of like what Atlanta did with Brian Edwards, bringing in a guy that clearly had the skill, but for some reason it just didn't fit and it didn't click. Do you believe that for Fields, Harry will end up being a plus or is this just another guy that added to depth because half of their wide receivers and went to jail this offseason? I think it's possible it could be a plus. I mean, Harry is a big body, so this could very well be a red zone target, you know, some of that nature. I mean, to be a first-round pick, you have to have some type of talent, even though we know the Patriots will reach when it comes to picking guys that early. But uh, Your lips to God's ears, I swear. <laughs> it can only be a plus. I mean, you didn't spend anything but a seventh on it. True. So, I mean, what do you really have to lose at this point? You that's just true. speak on some of the receivers they have on their team that's beginning to a little off-the-field issues. And, and uh, Byron Pringle and David Moore both. Um, David Moore is in a little bit more trouble. He has drug and weapons charges. And uh, Byron Pringle had something to do with, I think he had his like, kid in the backseat of his car doing donuts on the on the street or whatever and he got reckless driving that's something like that so his was a little less either way they need bodies so yeah so I, I, it's only a plus i mean phil's definitely gonna need weapons so it's just add another weapon to the arsenal another guy that we could have talked about in that kansas city part there marquez valdez scantling according to beat writer nate taylor again He's actually the best performing wide receiver as of right now. This is a guy that you can get damn near for free in your draft. He might just be, don't hear what I'm not saying. He is not Tyreek Hill, but he's the only one on the team with the speed for those type of, you know, break it open type plays outside of Travis Kelsey doing what he normally does. Most of the other guys now, I don't know much about Sky Moore. I don't know what his speed are. McCole Hartman is a 4-3 guy. Yeah, uh, well, that's true. I forgot about Hartman. So, so they actually have two guys that can get down the field. Uh, but as of right now, Scantling is the one who's performing the best out of all of the wide receivers right now. They're saying that he basically has the best combination of speed and size. And it's kind of a combination that Mahomes has not had before because he either had, you know, Hill, who's really, really, really fast, but not really that big, or Hartman, who isn't the size of a Scantling either. But having Scantling, who is about the same speed, that may end up boding well. We'll kind of see how that works out, but I don't necessarily see scantling having an increase as far as production just based on, unless they use him a little bit more but he's going from aaron Rodgers to patrick mahomes I, I don't see patrick mahomes being able to do something as far as passing is concerned that's going to put scantling in a better position than what Rodgers is able to do in camp he may be that dude but he tends to lose 
concentration, I'll say, during games and a lot of passes that should be caught aren't. Again, when we have our value show, he's probably going to be one of those guys that's on there because you can get him for next to nothing and he might mess around and have several wide receiver one week just based on the offense that he's in. Another guy who has been a spring workouts outstanding player, if you will, James Proche from Baltimore is actually looking to be the second wide receiver up outside of Richard Bateman. Jeff Zerbic of The Athletic, he's naming James Proche the standout wide receiver of the Ravens minicamp. Now we're talking about padless practices. You know, we're talking about the, you know, the, the shorts parade, if you will. But as of right now, he's kind of coming along in his maturation process. And there is quite a bit of confidence that he's going to end up being the number two. Joe, I know you kind of deep dive into Baltimore and looking at their wide receiving core. What you got on this? I would say, um, especially since we're in Dynasty, I would get him and try to hold on to him and leverage him as a piece. I'm not trying to discredit, like you said, this is a shorts contest. And Prochet is good, but we can't forget the elephant in the room was Duvernay kind of filled in to that role of um, Hollywood and his apps that short, those brief instances he was hurt. So I would favor Duvernay overall. But, you know, we live in a time where, you know, news is currency. So if you have an opportunity to roster, you never can know. But he just doesn't do anything that stands out. But in a short contest, especially when you don't have Marcus Peters and you have Humphrey coming back from injury, you kind of is going to like by default, you're going to look really good compared to what's out there. If that makes sense. Moving on to our running backs. Vander, you speak on this all the time. Um, I'll put it out there. We're probably going to get the same response. Jonathan Taylor, according to head coach Frank Wright, is going to be alleviated of some of his workload. Um, they want to kind of take some of the load off of his shoulders, if you will, per beat writer George Brimmer. Now, eh, this is kind of feeling real Pittsburgh-ish to me. <laughs> Two, two less carries per game that ends up being close to 40. Yeah, yeah, that ends up being close to 40 less carries per season. Maybe one or two less passes thrown his way per game now that they have an additional receiver out there. Um, that's going to be pretty uh, steadfast as far as Pickens is concerned. Um, but are we buying into this at all? Nah, definitely, man. I definitely buy this. I mean, the guy. Oh, so, so you, it's different than than how you felt about Najee Harris. Then look, the guy just had three hundred and thirty-two carries. That uh-huh. means this year he have three hundred thirty-one. I mean, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely gonna take. A, it's definitely gonna be a regression. <laughs> gonna take a little load off. He's probably gonna have maybe one less carry this season than last year. So definitely, I definitely could see that here. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Come on. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? These coaches. Nothing to see here, people. Absolutely, man. This this guy is uh, 23 years old. Really? Right. Now ain't the time. Come on, man. Nah. (laughs) This this ain't. With a none running quarterback? Yeah, now ain't the time. Nah. And and, and probably at least a top three offensive line in the NFL. Guys able to eat whatever you want and don't gain a pound? Nah. Not a question. So, nah, I I don't buy it. Going back to Baltimore, Baltimore rookie running back Tyler Batty, six-round rookie draft pick. He has a chance to actually be a factor this season. If J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards struggle or don't return from their injuries on time, Batty is already showing his versatility as a runner and pass catcher out of the backfield. So he's able to kind of put on a little bit of a show and kind of peak interest while those other guys are still on the mend. Do we think that 
Batty is going to end up usurping Mike Davis on the depth chart. And if Gus and JK are out for a couple weeks, I don't foresee them hitting the pup list and being out for six weeks, but it's a possibility that they may end up being out a week or two, whatever the case may be at the beginning of the season. The information that I've gotten in the past has indicated that they aren't going to be utilized in the offseason to spell them for the season, but they should be ready to go. If that isn't the case, or if there's re-injury, is Tyler Batty one of those guys that you should kind of pick up and stash just based on the fact that there are already injuries, not necessarily like, let's say, in Buffalo where you have a, a James Cook or in with the Chargers where you have an Isaiah Spiller where you would have to kind of wait for injury? Injuries are already kind of in place here. I guess if you're in a dynasty, you most definitely would want to have Batty because the guys in front of him, like you said, are either injured and Mike Davis is older. So you have age right. and you have injury in front of you. Now, I don't see Batty being the week one starter even though if both Dobbins and Edwards is out I still think they're handed to Mike Davis the vet I think that's the reason why he was bought in definitely in the on the long haul in the long run I would like to have Batty in a redraft maybe not so much but in a dynasty I definitely want to have Batty on the on the roster what you got on the uh Baltimore backfield, Joe. Um, I'm actually going to agree with Vando on this one. I don't really, and I, also to your point too, Zay, I think Mike Davis is just a placeholder. We got to kind of remember they were decimated by injury. I think they lost, what, three running backs True. in a, sh- a short period of time. So this yeah. is just a, a matter of bodies. They pretty much gave him 152000 to say, hey, Oh, I, I forgot. Justice, uh, Justice, is just, Justice Hill is still there, right? I forgot about him in the backfield. I, I believe so. I, I won't lie and say he there or not. But oh, he's I want to say a, he's, I think he has another year left. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad to your point about Baddie, he's just doing everything exceptionally well. And I think anything were to happen to Dobbins and Gus Edwards, he have a a, definitely a significant role as a pass catcher out of the backfield. As far as Dobbins and Gus, it's very speculative, but if anyone was to hit up the pup, it would be Gus. I think Dobbins will definitely be on a, a, a heavy pitch count the first several first half of the season actually i'm not gonna say the first six he won't be in a pitch count most of the first half of the season i think it's a significant opportunity like you said in dynasty to kind of have this kid in the fold redraft just like uh vander said not so much moving on to quarterbacks it looks as if baker mayfield and sam darnold are going to be in an open competition we talked about this a little bit last week but according to gm scott fitter this is literally 50 50 fairly evenly matched as far as he's looking at it i don't think that they're giving baker a leg up based on you know the few bucks that they just spent i mean really they 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 spent about as much as some teams spend on a, a, a running back for a quarterback. So I don't think he has a leg up there. But the fact that it is only one year and you might just want to see what you have in him so you don't spend draft capital on next year. I, I don't believe Matt Corral is going to end up being much in the NFL, not on the starter level. Great leader, but much to be desired in most other places. So I would use Baker this year just because you kind of already know what you have in Sam Darnold and you know he ain't it. I would throw Baker out there, see what's what. I mean, for the Panthers, just having a winning record is a win. You know, just uh, hell, 18 game season. If, if they can win eight, nine games, that would be heading in the right direction. Go ahead and do what you need to do in the offseason, you know, to kind of fill in the gaps. But I, I would throw Baker out there. But I, I know you guys have kind of commented that you, you can kind of see Sam Donald being in that same realm. So any any changes on the way that you feel about that situation going on in Carolina? I mean, I just think if they're going to give Baker the job, just say he got the job. I think if you let it go down to a quarterback competition, then it could spell danger. 
You know what I mean? I think in a quarterback competition, I think he can actually lose. If uh, Rule is really worried about his job and, and you just want to go, you know, swing for the fences, just go ahead and name Baker Mayfield the starter. I don't think it should come down to a quarterback competition because it's not really in his favor. They're already saying due to his uh, surgery, he has changed his throwing mechanics. At this age, man, are we really changing anything? Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? That's, like you, that's you, dangerous. You know, that's it goes back to that teaching a, a, a old dog new tricks. You know what I mean? And, and a new sure. table. Right. We see what McCann has done for Cam Newton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think I think it's certain players, man, you just let to let them be them. It's not really about how awkward it may look. The shot may look crazy, but if it goes in, it's a good shot. You know what I mean? Sean Marriott in basketball. Right. You know, you got Sean Marriott. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure a lot of shooting coaches want to change that. Absolutely. Sometimes you have to let people be them, so... As far as changing his mechanics, I'm not sure if that's the best thing. Because, hell, those same mechanics got him drafted in the first round. It's okay yeah. to tweak things. They got Cleveland their first playoff win in, what, 20 years? Yeah. It's okay to tweak yeah. things, but to actually change it, I think it is at this age, and I've just never been a real big fan of it, to be honest with you. We have to kind of look at it from a standpoint where you wouldn't go through all of this stuff like you know with the media and the press and everything related to baker and mayfield unless you were going to give him the job my personal opinion i'm not trying to say it won't be a competition but for what you currently have you got dardo got coral and then you got pj walker you already knew what you had before you went and got baker so obviously you dealing with you have less than than what you actually would need to be a winning team so to get Baker, I'm not trying to say they're going to win more games, but you know what you're getting out of a prominent name and a figure in the NFL. I just, to me, if you just don't put that, like you said, that much investment into him, obviously they can move on from him after the following year, but I think he's going to be the eventual starter. I just think everything, you know, even from what Baker said in the media, it just, it sounded just like, yeah, I'm going to, it sounded like what any quarterback said, I'm going to compete and I'm going to earn my teammates respect. Bullshit, dude. Like you took, you know, three to $5 million off the table. You, you, you know, you did all these things to make it so that this is the where you go to your avenue. And I think David Tepper is letting Rule know, like you need to produce some wins and Rule is on the, on the fence trying to grab everybody in mama, bring Cam off the street. Now you're bringing Baker off a, a bad shoulder. Like, this is last year, bro. And there you go. Two things you just pointed out kind of lead me towards Baker. One, I would rather not play for Cleveland and get my full 19 mil versus leaving money on the table to come play for you without some sort of assurance that I'm going to be your starter. Because if I'm not your starter, that means that I'm probably not even, I'm not even being considered for any opening jobs next year. For Baker, with this being only one year deal, one year left on his contract, this is clearly a show that he's putting on for the Panthers and for others to show that he still has it. I don't see him going somewhere and taking less money to do so unless there was some type of assurance that he's going to be the guy that's going to be out there unless he just thinks up the joint. That pretty much wraps up the news for this week. Let's go ahead and hop into our 2022 wide receiver tiers part one. All right, good people. Let's hop into these wide receiver tiers. So we're first going to explain the rhyme and reason of how we came about putting together our tiers because it's a little bit different, a little bit of a different thought process. For me, I looked at guys uh, in my tier one who are capable of being the wide receiver one this year. So it's a little bit of a shorter tier. Uh, with wide receiver two, I looked at guys that are very much capable of being wide receiver ones, but not the wide receiver one. 
And then from there, we looked at uh, tier three are your wide receiver twos that and then some of those high end tier three guys can end up uh, usurping guys in tier two and so on and so forth. So that was kind of my rationale. Well, for me, I mean, the tier ones are the, the elites. These are the guys that's definitely going to be at the very top when it's all said and done, you know, um, as long as there's no injury and things of that nature. These guys are possible first round picks in your draft or early second. These are like the can't miss guys. The tier two guys for me are the guys that is going to give you tier one production, maybe not as consistent um, at the end of the year. There'll still be guys that's ranking your top 12, but, you know, they're going to have weeks where they are maybe the best receiver of the week. Still good guys. Tier two are still, in my in my eyes, wide receiver ones. These are all still wide receiver ones. It's just that the tier ones are just the elite, and then the second tier is just the, the next level down, which are still great wide receiver threes are going to be the wide receiver twos but at the same time they're going to have their weeks where they have wide receiver one numbers but as far as on a consistent basis they'll probably be your wide receiver two see man we invented we just we starting to have this thing that we all sync because we i kind of based my records and on the same premise the only exception is my tier three it is going to have people who adp is much lower as of so i have somebody for example whose adp is 38 but i have them 11 but it's not to say take them as the 11th receiver in the same category let them still come to you as the draft fall and just kind of mock draft it but i see value to where they're more way higher than their adp so the same thing is van there but my tier three does feature uh two players whose adp is much lower but i do see them in my tier three so the whole purpose of looking at tiers versus looking at rankings per se is because you're not going to have the opportunity to get all of these guys in your draft. Some of these guys are going to be going before your pick comes about. But what we're going to illustrate to you is if you can get any one of these guys that are in this tier or any grouping of these guys that are in this tier, you're good to go. One may be just as good or close to being just as good as the other by the time you get to the end of season, barring injury, of course. So let's go ahead and kick it off. My tier one wide receivers, first up, so we have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams. Those are the five guys that I believe have the opportunity to end the season as the number one overall wide receiver. And on a weekly basis and a yearly basis, they are most consistent in the wide receiver world. Joe, what you got? I got a top four for my first tier. So it's Cup, Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase for my tier one. Uh, my tier one, we have Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, and Cooper Cup. There's only three guys. Mm-hmm. As far as Adams is concerned, do you feel that he doesn't have the same ceiling that he had as far as with Green Bay? Obviously, he was a wide right. receiver one a few times there. but Or is it that you feel the ceiling of these other guys, it, doesn't, it isn't that Adams is taking a step back, but because of the offense that they're in and because of the situation they're in, they're just a little bit higher in your estimation. How, how do you divide that line? I still see Devontae as the same. The only thing is, you know, in Green Bay, he was the big fish in a small pond because, I mean, he was the only guy that the quarterback trusted, if that makes sense. So the targets, right. the targets not going to go down. I mean, he's playing with a top, what, probably top or far as talent, definitely a top four or five tight end in the league. He's also playing right. with a target monster uh, chain mover and Hunter Renfro. Right. Um, he also, you know, and then not only talking about the little dinks and dunks come out of the backfield and things of that nature and the other receivers that's going to get a little love, but he's going to lose targets. So for that reason, I would not have him in the tier one. He's tier one talent. 
he's in my eyes, right. he's still probably the best receiver in the league when yeah, it comes to when it comes to like tools. But just because you're the best in the league doesn't mean you're the you're best. The best situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? For so, fantasy, yeah. Right. I got that. Right. I mean, just like, you know, I don't have Josh Allen the best quarterback in the league, but he's the best quarter as you can see from our our uh, quarterback show. I had him in a tear all by himself. Right. But he's not the best quarterback in the league. When you average eight rushing touchdowns, <laughs> you're in a uh, four-point per passing touchdown. Yeah. He's definitely heads and shoulders above. Joe, go ahead and hit us with your tier two. All right, so my tier two, I got A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, Stefan Diggs, and Mike Evans to round out my tier two. So you have a, a smaller tier two there. With my tier two, I have about 10 guys. I have Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, Michael Pittman, D.J. Moore, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins, and Mike Williams. My rationale in Tier 2, kind of piggybacking on what Vander just said, the only reason Tyreek Hill is in Tier 2, which for me are guys that can still end up being wide receiver ones, his situation has changed. He has a younger guy on his team who already has rapport with a guy that likes to dink and dunk and is just as fast as he is. So he also has another tight end there, a plethora of running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. The same uh, the same expression that Vander gave as far as Adams was concerned is how I feel about Tyreek Hill. He's just in a different situation, different quarterback, huge difference between Tua and Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. I don't care how accurate Tua may be. That deep ball is what made Tyreek Hill win you weeks. So he may still be able to get those, you know, five yards, you know, from the line of scrimmage and he takes it to the house but that's going to be a lot less likely than hitting those you know bombs that seem to come regularly in kansas city that's the only reason i have tyreek hill in my tier two on the back end of my tier two the reason that i have t higgins and dj moore i think terry mclaurin is prior to his injury he showed that he could be a wide receiver one in my humble opinion but the reason i have those other guys there mike williams showed you what he can do when he's not injured whenever i do whenever i'm looking at tears and things of that nature i don't forecast injury i know he is i guess more injury prone if you will but he was the wide receiver one through first month of last year and then he ended up getting nicked up so he has the talent he has the quarterback that is another year further in his maturation so he can do it it's just a matter of whether or not he can stay healthy with t higgins he has the benefit of being on the other side of jamar chase and being damn near just as talented doesn't have the the same top end speed but this guy is a wide receiver stud we saw what he was before chase got there i believe that he's in a unique situation that because of the type of offense that they have although he'll get less targets and chase he'll get more targets than most other two number two wide receivers on any prospective team that's kind of how my tier two rounds out what you got vander and this is not no particular order people so it's not like i'm saying he's the fourth best receiver but i have debo samuel i have uh stefan diggs i have tyreek hill here i have cd lamb devonta adams and I have Mike Evans. Now, I do want to say one thing real quick about two guys in this tier. Now, the Debo Samuel pick here, it goes off of, number one, where is he going to land? Because if he's not in San Fran, I don't see him no longer as a tier two wide receiver, if that makes sense. If he's going to be the just, I'm only a receiver only, I don't want to run the ball anymore, he is no longer a tier two wide receiver. So keep that in mind when you listen to this one. Like, let's see where he ends up at, because there's been some trade rumors saying the Cowboys may be interested, things of that nature. And I think if he goes to another team he won't be used the same as if shanahan is the the uh signal caller and mike evans i could put this in my uh we have a later show coming up 
as the season get closer where we have bold predictions. And I have Justin Jefferson also in this same conversation. Well, I think Mike Evans is going to possibly be pushed the Calvin Johnson record. So he's a tier two mm. guy right here, but with the injuries to Godwin, he's the man. He's kind of like the, the only show in town. I mean, Brady is throwing it at least 40 some odd times a game. True. I think he was averaging 43 to 45, something like right. that. Right. 40, 45 attempts. This is the year that Mike Evans, he's a tier two guy, but he's going to push like I, I, I can really see him having a, probably the biggest year of his career. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And one more quick thing. C.D. Lamb. The guy's talented, but he's really, I got him here in tier two only because of the possible volume he may get. Right. I'm still not a fan of C.D. being the only show in town. I've seen his last four or five games last year. Uh, those games where Amari Cooper didn't play and we see nothing. There was no 100-yard games. There was no double-digit targets. He was just out there. I'm hoping we don't see another Juju Smith-Schuster show where when he becomes the man, all of a sudden now he's a nomad. But I have him here in tier two only because of the, the ceiling. I think he has that kind of potential to, to end up in this lane. But I could very well see him as a t- more of a tier three guy. But I'm having him here only because he should see some volume. And with volume should be production. But when we have seen him by himself, I wasn't impressed. Definitely wanted to come back in and definitely touch on Michael Pittman because he was in my tier two. At his current value, he's currently a consensus of uh, number 16 as far as a wide receiver. But I feel like a lot of you're going to leave a lot of value on the board because you have to look at it. He just had a season with the best running back on the in. <laughs> the NFL by far still managed 129 targets over a thousand yards and six touchdowns. And also in addition to that, he also had five games of 20 fantasy points. Now you're getting a Matt Ryan into the fold who, you know, though my concern, cause we all know when he get a new playbook, how finicky this could be, but we do know that he's a decisive, he's more, a more decisive player who gets the open receiver and he favors a bigger receiver as well. I can see a lot more out of Michael Pittman. I favor Michael Pittman in comparison to someone Vanna just touched on, uh, Mike Evans, within his skill set. He's just very physical. He, he he just dominates in football, and he just has a knack for catching the ball in the red zone. I think the numbers we saw with Wentz, and we saw Wentz temper off the second half of the, second half of the season, you can definitely be you know rest assured that my, uh, Matt Ryan is not going to be uh, Wentz, and he's going to play better, in fact. So I like his value in that Tier 2 conversation because he's already ready to go off and have an explosive season. Moving in the tier three my tier three is kind of i want to say it's about 16 16 17 players again my rationale in this tier three is looking at guys that should end up around about the same place by the end of the year we'll have a value show that gives a little bit more that goes into a little bit more depth as far as letting you know okay because this guy is in the same tier as another like say for instance i have Jalen waddle in this tier who's probably going to be drafted quite a bit higher than a Rashad Bateman or a Marquise Brown. But I think by the end of the year, they're probably going to be in the same vicinity based on the changes in the Miami offense. He's not the only game in town anymore with Hill there. But to give you my tier three, these are guys that I think are going to end up right at the wide receiver, right in the wide receiver two area, whether it be high or low wide receiver two. Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, Hunter Renfro, Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman, Amari Cooper, Cortland Sutton, Amon Ross St. Brown, Marquise Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster. So those are the guys that I think are going to kind of dominate that wide receiver two territory. My tier three 
uh, consists of Keenan Allen. Uh, I have Rashad Bateman, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Darnell Mooney, and uh, Amara St. Brown. Probably going to get redundant in saying that Rashad Bateman is t- heavily undervalued, but not to regurgitate some of the things and statistics I gave uh, prior to. ADP right now is 38. He's the only prominent receiver on that team. You have to look at the sample size and be amazed by when he came back, even, you know, he missed six games, came back, he only played 56% of the stats. It wasn't until the latter end of the season that he even got to 86% of the stats. And in those four games, he, were, he was missing Lamar Jackson. So you have a sample size that doesn't include Lamar for the last four games. You haven't missed six games. And if you look at the eight game sample size, he's more productive in 56% of his snaps than Jalen Waddle. Chad Bateman is a top wide receiver. And if you even look at his like his coverage like against man coverage, off zone press, he's exceptionally high. He's rated all-time high as far as uh, man coverage in his rookie season. So to me, I'm hammering Rashad Bateman within his ADP, even though he's my 11th receiver 38. I mean, well, he's 11th. His ADP is 38. I'm going to try to get him sometime sooner, but he has tremendous upside. I think he could be Jamar Chase his year too. That's how big I am on him. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm in Ross St. Brown. Oh, wait, do you want you want to discuss? Pass <laughs> the dirty on the left hand side. Hey, listen, As listen, the listen. <laughs> listeners. Um, to some of our listeners in in other countries, because we have a lot of international listeners here in America, we do have uh, opioid crisis is going on. It's been hitting our communities over here. Um, it cracks still kills. I swear to God. So uh, <laughs> take that in, into consideration when you listen to my brother Good Joe. Lord. Um, he speaks sometimes that we do have an opioid crisis over here and <laughs> we are out here trying to get help for those that is suffering from that. Listen, man, Jamar Chase, you, you must talk about Chase from Paw Patrol <laughs> that my son loves because yeah. th- these guys are nowhere near in the same arena. Like they ain't wait, they ain't different, different time zones. Jamar's in New York. Bateman is in Seattle. Like these guys not seeing each other. A lot of people are saying that Bateman is underrated. I think he's overrated extremely we have when have we ever seen a wide receiver since i've been watching football hell that's thrive in a raven offense and i'm awake like jay says like when have we ever seen a baltimore receiver just be go off like be like that they had some good ones they had anquan steve Steve smith they had some good guys they had some good talent but when have we ever seen that talent be the man in the league no way. He's not even the best receiver on his team. That's oh, the, wow. The tight end is, sir. Oh, Mark okay. Andrews is the best receiver on the so, team, sir. So so, so we can do it this way, then. I love this. No, this I have $50 to say he'll finish Uh-oh. in the top 20. That's or, not saying me, I'll be bold enough. I'll, bold enough I'll bump it up to you. I'll put him in the 15. And you, we know you I don't like to bet money. You just said you had him ranked 11, right? Yeah, I'll put him. I, we can, I, I can put him in 15. I'll do that. I'll 15. take that. Put it on the board, Zay. Put it on the board. Thank you. Putting it on the board. That's, that's I, 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 easy, I, I I haven't heard numbers to suggest like why like it's like oh we're seeing these oh he only had this he only had that but we have to See, look at but, contested catch rate sixty three percent of his receptions went for first down bro sixty three he came back and only played half the snap and was as pro- more productive than Jalen fucking Waddle bro like Jalen Waddle like, but Jalen Waddle ain't is another guy that's overrated in my opinion due to his, his situation and now in addition of uh, Tariq Hill I mean not Jalen Waddle so I just want to make sure we got Bateman for fit uh, wide receiver fifteen for fifty oh one hundred percent yeah I would love to raise 
use it. It's on <laughs> the board. I'll, I'll take the fifty, but you. So basically, he's telling me say that Bateman is where's the hundred and eighty targets that just left gonna go? Hollywood's not there. Sammy Watkins is not get together. Where's it going? You know who's gonna go to Dobbins, Elwitz, Davis. <laughs> Baddie. <laughs> That's I, where the I, target's gonna go I in the I, damn backfield. So glad to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I just want to also touch on uh Amara St. Brown because he's in uh, my top my tier threes. So I love Amara St. Brown. His ADP is 26. I have him at 17. For people who are like, oh, they just got Jameson, they got DJ Chark. Randall L has already doubled down and St. Brown is the guy, obviously. In a quote, second year, even greater focus. He has a coach teach me mentality even still. And since March, he's still been working with golf. So they immediately picked up working together on one-on-ones and been working out throughout the season to this point. What I do like about his last six games is that the last he fent at the last six games, he caught at least eight passes, five touchdowns out of six. He drew double-digit targets in the last six games, and he had more than 90 yards in the last four. The new coach, uh, offense coordinator, Ben Johnson, also worked as a passing specialist, like, you know, the people that do the passing coordinator. And I like that. I like a lot of his concepts, a lot of vertical concepts, a lot of things to challenge the field. St. Brown is not going to be just used in the slot, even though he's tremendously successful in the slot. I love him to kind of take advantage and be a, a fulcrum on the team and kind of go higher than his ADP at 26. At 17, I think it's just about, it's too low, honestly, but it's a good stepping point to where he could finish in the, uh, the season. So with all that being said, you're going to send me a counter or not? A counter for what? The trade that I proposed you last night to get Almara St. Brown. Why am I going to do that? I don't want no fucking juju. I want all my <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, like you know, you know, just saying, throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm just, Bandit. I'm still over here, man. I'm just like, in, I'm, I, I feel drunk right now. Oh, man. <clears throat> hey. You're so basically, he's saying this guy's going to finish in the top half of the league in a great Roman offense. Yikes! Yikes! I've never seen it before. And I don't think I see it here. Marquise left because of this. Because <laughs> he felt he wasn't getting the ball. Um, and being, can I uh, interject in saying that he finished well above the top 10 in routes ran by receiver as well in that offense? You can run. Hell, <laughs> take <laughs> off. Go run a route. What does that mean? You got to get the ball in your hand, sir. You, you, I know you You break it down to routes ran. Um, how, If it was 85 degrees outside, he was 80%. That's cool. You know what I mean? But you got to catch the ball, be productive, get yards, get touchdowns, all of that. I, I can give a damn how, how successful he was running the ball when he had black socks on. You know what I'm saying? That shit don't mean nothing to me. This guy's not a top half receiver in this league. You have I, a, don't, I don't give. His, you're telling me an opinion, but you don't have a nut like numbers to tell me. You don't tell. You don't have you're numbers. Not to me sh- any you're not telling wow. me nothing. That's you're like, not, oh man, I missed this, bro. You haven't given so, me one number. Hold on, Zay. He hasn't given me one number to show me this guy would be Jamar Chase. What number so, have you? What number? Not talking about football. What okay. fantasy? I, right. Not a percentage ran when he drunk orange Gatorade. What <laughs> number has this dude? Has, you, you get? You have given me to show. That he should be a top fifteen finish, or even the next Jamar Chase. Please, I'm I'm listening. I gotta hear this number. So this is my my logic of thinking, right? And I want to hear the number, not the opinion. This, my number, like what number did you not hear? I just told you this kid had the fifth contested catch rate, sixty three of his catches went <sighs> oh, for a first down. God, if you look at a eight game sample size, he is better than Jalen Waddle, who, if I was not mistaken, 
went ridiculous over 100 catches this season. <sighs> he was better than Jalen Waddle hmm. in, a, in in half of the targets in an eight game sample size. But see, one thing you're not, one thing your numbers is not showing you. Oh, here's a running offense. Yeah, okay, I get it. No, no, no. Not only that, the quarterback that? that he played with. You talk about those later games, latter games in the season. With Huntley. Right. So guess who's 128 percent. No, hold on. Calm down. Let me show you something. As well, too. Those last. Let me, guess up. Guess what? Guess who Huntley throw to in practice? Uh, guess guess who has a more rapport with Bateman than Jackson? Huntley. Did I mention Huntley? In, you did, but notes? Huntley's not the damn starter, sir. Lamar is. But did so, I mention Huntley in my notes? I didn't. But if, if we want to go there, no, that's the point. That's the point I'm making. Missing it. That's what he's saying is the games that you're referring to. Huntley was the quarterback. Correct. The last four. Jackson and Bateman don't. Yeah. So of course, of course. Jackson's the better talent, but there's more of a chemistry with Huntley and Bateman. That, I think mm-hmm. the final Jackson point went is, out what week ten? I think the, week ten or eleven, and didn't play. So, for the some, so somebody, okay. So look at some. I, I give you another one. Look at Andrews' numbers when Huntley came in. They went up because he was a security. He was a, a, a stream security blank for Huntley, and he was targeting him like nobody business. He was targeting him more than Lamar does. So sometimes he's gonna run like Lamar does, right? You know what I'm saying? So I understand the system, yeah. But sometimes these quarterbacks is two different quarterbacks to speak of. And a lot of these numbers you speak of, Huntley was the quarterback. Huntley's not going to be a quarterback starting off day one. It's going to be Lamar. And I know everybody's going to lean on Bateman. Everybody thinks he's the number one. But he's the number one in the probably the number one rushing offense in the league where your damn quarterback gets a 1,000 yards running. So Josh Allen Five has points. Stephon Diggs, but what? You're talking That's about two, pass we, first offense. You're talking about two different. We're talking about. We're talking I just about, told you, if I told you Hollywood Brown finished well within the top 10 and routes run, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit about route runs. Did he finish well? Within the top ten in fantasy points, right? What are we talking? Where did he about? finish in fantasy? This is what I like. Matt, 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 let me let me use your logic real quick. Let's take okay. a step back. Why he finished <laughs> well within the top ten in routes run, but mm-hmm. still sucked at fantasy, and that's Watch supposed you. to be a good thing. So I'm okay. confused. I'm more intrigued to finish hearing about these tier threes. This is this is why I always enjoy making big claims because we can say, oh, well, I don't care about what this number say. I don't care about what that number say. At the end of the day, they play football. And of the day i don't care if it's the top running team i don't care what it is figuratively you still got to play a game do you we, think that bateman how is better did josh than allen smith? have a 700 yards and do you eight think that bateman is better than steve smith better than steve smith do you think he's better than when steve he got smith? to baltimore hell fucking you, yes. hell fucking so, yes when he got to baltimore do, do, you, do, do you think that bateman is better than marquise brown oh yeah i definitely would say that okay so if you look at the numbers that those two guys put up in comparison to where you're saying bateman is going to finish what we're saying is unless there's an overnight change in the offensive structure not in the talent but offensive structure itself unless there's a, a significant change there there isn't enough opportunity for him to finish where you're saying he's going to finish hmm. we're not talking about talent we're talking about opportunity when you, when, when you bring up names like chase and those guys mm-hmm. that's a pass first pass happy they literally brought in coaches to be pass happy right okay we got a complete opposite in the other thing that you got to take into account is when you run the ball so much there's a lot less time in those games to throw the ball because of how much you run when you're passing the ball all the time when you have those misses the, the clock stops so it, it evident that between the amount of targets that he won't get and how shortened those games are because of how much they run 
Allen, not due to talent, if anything else, but he can't compete with some of these other guys that we brought up so far. You keep bringing up Josh Allen as a comparison. It's just not good. Josh Allen was the fourth quarterback in the league in Mm -hmm. pass attempts. Two different offenses, man. This man was was fourth in the league in pass attempts, but you're comparing him to Lamar. Okay, who had more targets? Pass attempts don't matter if Ralph Who who had the most targets? Jamar Chase or Hollywood Brown? Please tell me. Or Jamar Chase. Would it? Would it? No, Hollywood had the most targets. Oh, okay. Okay, but okay, but watch this. Watch this. Fuck a target. See, you, you all. Who had the most catches? Of course, Chase had the more. So that means. So what does that tell me? He has a high success rate. He he has a quarterback that's actually getting him the ball. That's that's what we're trying to explain oh, to you. Oh, about, about, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I lied. Hollywood had the most receptions. I'm so sorry. I apologize. By 10? Okay, yeah. I see he had 10 more. <gasps> but he had about 15, 16 more. 81 more compared to 90. Can 10, I 10 more catches? Can, mm. can I point out the reason that he has more mm. catches is, again, but, the style but, of the but, offense? But No, no, no. But, dude, mm. since, you, since you're a numbers guy, mm. who had a high? Completion rate. Mm. Mm. Of course, how, yo, mm. bro? Like, this, that, this is what that, tells me. This is so. This, this, mm. this is what I'm gonna say, right? That's, a, I don't that's the reason why Hollywood is getting look, the hell out of there. Time out. 146 targets, bro. 91 receptions. Don't put. We cannot. That's, a, that's the funny part. Y'all putting. We can't put all of that on Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown did. His no, we're job. not. That's the point. You, you're that's, wrong. Right. I agree. Thank you. That's what we're saying. We're, we're not putting it on, on Marquise. This, but, what we're saying is between the offense and the quarterback. It, right. you're, you're right. It's not all on the receiver. That's that's what we're telling you. It's not right. going to all be on Bateman right. for all those passes that he that, that he can't catch that so, aren't catchable balls because they aren't getting what it's supposed to be. But two or so close to the line of scrimmage that you can't do anything after. Like, this like, is my, that's, this that's is a different, what we're telling this you. Is a, this is a different beast. Hollywood, we know to be a vertical receiver. He he has the propensity to do other things, but let's call it what it is. He's a vertical receiver. Bateman is not solely a vertical receiver. He can Correct. run the complete route tree. Like you're saying, he's the he's in the most rushing off. But I just saw somebody have 146 targets. I just seen somebody have more receptions than Jamar Chase. I know a receiver who is already in the top 25 all time against man coverage his first year. Why is it not like? Why is that sounding like it's weird? Like, who are you I talking don't about? Who, who are you talking about? Jamar? Yeah. No, I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about Bateman. Top 25 all time. Yes, man coverage. Man, get out of here, man. I don't know who the hell you think I, this kid is. I did. I pull. I pull this out of air. I, let me go. Nah, but I mean, like you you're talking I, about. I put it in the group chat. I put Listen, people, those numbers don't mean shit when it comes oh, between boy. when you get between those lines. Yeah, they don't mean nothing. The only thing that means something is catches, yards, and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. All that other stuff, it means zilch. This guy finished what last year in wide receivers? What was what did, what was his final finish? Did he even finish top fifty? No. Was fucking hurt. Well, hold on. Was Bateman was six percent of the snaps when he was came Bateman, back? I don't give it. Hey, I don't care. Was he top? 50? I know. I know. I know, bro. Was he top fifty? That's why we got fifty on it. That's the difference. Was That's he top fifty? Love it. Love Hell, it. Hell, Robert Wood. Hell, Robert Woods Bro. had more points than him, and he missed games. Okay. So, what, what are you talking about with these snaps and all this other shit? What does yeah. that mean? Bro, you didn't Robert say Woods, nothing hey, to Zay. But your barrier. You ain't say nothing to me but your barrier. Zay, you Robert Woods What's played up? nine games last year and had more points than Bateman. But how, how many, many games did Bateman how play? Many, how many snaps did he play? How, how game? many games did Bateman play? How many snaps did Woods play through those games? Can you not? Can like, damn, what it's what only nine games. About, I mean, damn. I mean, he's half the but season. But if you're playing, <laughs> if you're playing 100% of snaps or even 
88 percent of snaps. This kid played 56 percent. So do the and, math. That equals. And up. he was fucking better than Waddle in that time, bro. Like, what are we talking you about? You keep comparing this guy to people that don't. We I'm don't not give a damn about. I'm showing you the numbers. We know Waddle finished with over 120. Uh, over 100. Where did he? Bro. You answer this question. Where did he finish? It doesn't year? matter. See, this this is the difference between us. Where did he finish? For motherfuckers to become something. I no, find them, bro. I find no, them. No, That's the no, difference. No, no, no. I find no. them. You I say things, them, and then you have to go back later and say, "When, when, bro? When? I just hold said I'm in route last year. Hold on, hold on. You I also said, said a whole bunch of other things. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Relax, man. Hey, fuck out of here, bro. Relax, man. The opioid crisis, uh, people. Remember, nah, opioid, no opioid crisis, bro. Like y'all, y'all sit here. Y'all listen. Wait, y'all wait till you also said. You also said, bro. You also said people. Miles Sanders is going to be something. You were wrong. You also said. Hold on, go ahead, say it, bro. You also said Saquon is going to be something. You was wrong. Dude. So you'd be wrong so, a lot. Don't act so, like wait, you, wait, you, wait. you Nostradamus in here when it comes wait, to this time out, time out. I'm glad you said that. So we have Saquon Barkley with the PFF 31st worst offensive line. Sanders. You knew that when you said it was going to be good. Correct. That's what we were to tell you. Okay. That, was, that was literally the argument of why we okay. said he wasn't gonna. He probably wasn't even going to make it through the season. Now you're going to look, 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 That's a miss. But look, that's on, a miss. Look, but look, this is, I can take that. That's Miles Sanders and, and, and who, Barkley. Who cool. is this guy? But what happened with Mike Williams? What happened to Mike Williams? What happened to Mike Williams? He was great for a month and then got hurt. Oh, we told oh, you he, he was. Finish? He finished top 15, bro. I don't give a fuck. He finished top 15. He didn't help you win it. when he was sitting on his ass for weeks okay, at a time, though. Where did he finish? Since y'all always wonder, where did the motherfucker finish? Where did he finish, bro? Like, stop doing that. I'm the Robert Say Brown. Who said that? I'm going by 2021. I'm not even go by the whole body of work. We're going to go by 2021. Where? Where did he finish? You tell me. You're looking at it, obviously. Like, come on, bro. You, you, like, you still, but you never, you haven't told me what Bateman finished. Oh, but bro, that don't matter. I, oh, my God. What? I'm going by a kid who has a where did he finish? Size, where did he bro? finish? I just asked you but a simple this question. Why we have $50 on it, bro. Okay, like, that's fine. Cool. Hey, that's locked in. Like, but where like, did he finish? You look, I understand. You you know, you gotta see it. You I gotta ask you a simple I love question. It. I love where no, did he no, finish? I'm just telling you because this is a difference. You're gonna I, can, <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't care where he finished. I know uh, 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 so I, guess what? I don't care where Omar finished. I don't care where okay. Mike Williams finished. That don't mean shit to me. I bet it don't. I bet it don't. But I but where did Rashad Bateman finish? I got balls enough to fucking use them though. I got balls enough to bring them up in a segment. I'm not waiting for a motherfucker that's established nah, already. You, nah, you, be got anointed, balls, you got some same balls that you're going to have to sit on and edit this season. I got and say, balls Damn, to I was wrong. Say Mike Williams and I'm in Ross St. Brown before the fucking season, bro. That's the balls I got. Where did that's the boy finish? Where did, where did Bateman finish? Okay, yeah. he finished 50, but yeah, or where oh, did he finish? No, he called it. No, 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 you're a lie. I don't he, care. He, he didn't finish 50. He I don't was care worse than 50. He I know I you don't care. Where he finished. I know you don't care. I know he's going to be in the top 15, and that's why I put money on it. I know you put money on it. I know you don't care where he finished. He finished 80th, by the way, fans. Yeah, okay. That's You talk about a hell of a jump from 80 to 15? Yeah. Because I get it, though. He had one touch. Hey, with all those super routes ran he has, hey, that boy ran some hell of a routes now. Hell of a routes. What they do in the red zone? What they do in the red zone? He had one touchdown. All those routes he ran, he had one touchdown. What they do in the red zone, though? He had he had one more touchdown than me, and I didn't play last year. Just one okay. more. All right, but what I didn't do I didn't play zone? a snap. He only had one more than me, y'all. It was obvious what they did in the red zone, but that's cool. Shit, who you think gonna be the more red zone target again this year? And that big I, tight end. He definitely get five or six touchdowns. That big tight end and the quarterback and the running back. 
So them five or it's six touchdowns system, gonna have right? him top it's, it's fifteen. Really What's that? Them five or six touchdowns gonna have him top fifteen. I I can see a plethora of reason he get there. He's yeah, definitely gonna have yeah, the reception. Yeah. We we know it half PPR. He's I can already put him in for ninety receptions right there. But even six to eight touchdowns. He can he's gonna finish within. I I have it within him finishing within the top fifteen. That's yeah. that's possible. No no no, it's gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah it ain't no possible. I want to hear possible. No, I can happen. I can. But this thing, I can put my nuts on something like that, and I can stand on it. That's cool. I don't fucking matter. I put the time into actually watching film, watching these motherfuckers. Uh, I'm not waiting till it's week four or five and motherfuckers finally do it, bro. Man. That's the difference. That's the difference. We watch football through different lenses, apparently. And uh, Y'all like established. I'm, I'm more so, I need to find an edge. I'm more competitive like that. That's my difference. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Just because you, just because so, so, someone. So basically what you're saying is you like to win the hard way. That's what you mean. No, no. I like to win both I, I, I just like to win. When I get somebody for free so, so I, or at I mean, a discount, yeah. what, what am I doing? What am I that's doing? Not, but that's the thing, though. It's not a I discount. Get Elijah you, Mitchell for free. What am I doing? You say, you better talk to this man. Talk to this man about who I am as far as finding these guys. I'm talking about the James Robinsons of the world. I, the, I, uh, I, I was talking oh, about James oh, Robinson oh, way before. Get, Bro, I haven't. I didn't know you then, but at the same time, I I, I had him, got him off the off the dump pile, had him in there. Like we could take it back to way back when when the, the big white boy that the Browns had at running back looked like a uh, fullback. Yeah, he 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 was on the Sto- cover of Madden for Sto- uh, yeah, start with an H. His last name, I think. Yeah, I know exactly like, who you talking like, about. I, I've been I've it's been crazy. I've been doing this, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been finding these guys. You know what I'm saying? That was either not drafted on the dump pile. Even Zay find you know Odell Beckham was a guy that Zay picked up. One year when nobody was touching them, you know what I mean. I can contest to that. Like we've been doing this. Bateman is not it. Okay. Not the talent is cool. We're not knocking his talent, but the offense that he's in and the quarterback he's in, who's have been declining, is the reason why he hadn't got paid yet. A list just came out and said he wasn't even a top ten quarterback in our league. And I love Lamar Jackson, but when it comes to his arm, it's something to talk about. And it's a guy that like to take off with his legs, and he's in an offense that's geared towards the run. We've never. Seen, when have we seen a Greg Roman wide receiver be ranked so high? That's what I'm trying to say. All of a sudden, Bateman is the next coming of Jamar Chase. Opioid crisis <laughs> in our country today. Hey, man, I get it. Hey, look, I love again, Bateman finishing top 15, <laughs> 50 bucks bet between Vander and Joe. Here in my third tier, and this is no order as far as ranking, but I have DK Metcalf. It goes, it goes from what number to what number for you? Though? Um, it's going from the number ten to the number twenty-one. Number ten to number twenty-one. Got yeah. You. Okay. We got DK Metcalf. We got T Higgins right here. I love T Higgins this year. Um, now this is a guy that you should be talking about. Uh, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, AJ Brown, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Brandon Cooks. He just seems to. Every year, man, he just finds a way. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen, uh, Terry McLaurin, Amon St. Brown. And at 21, I got Cortland Sutton. And these are my tier three guys. I think we – well, my tier three is a little bit larger than yours. But for the most part, I don't have any anything against any of the people that you have in that tier three. Kind of makes sense to me. Not for, for your tier three, again – those are guys that you're looking at. These are wide receiver tools. Receiver two? yeah, these, are, these are wide receiver tools. They're going to have weeks where, of course, they're going to, you know, they're going to have those 130 yard, two touchdown weeks. Those those weeks are going to come, but these also guys are probably going to have that four catches, 51 yard weeks too. You know what I mean? But when they call all said and done, these should be your wide receiver two guys right here. I like it. I like it. And, and here's the thing, though. We do all that argument, and Bateman is in my tier three as well. 
Like, I mean, like the, I guess, line of demarcation, if you will. My tier two stops at wide receiver 16, which I have as T. Higgins. I have Bateman as tier three as well, but he ends up around wide receiver 25 for me. That's that's the biggest difference. Like, I can't in good conscience put a, a Hunter Renfro behind him or put a Allen Robinson behind him, a Brandon Cooks even behind him. We know what we get with some of these guys. So I can see some of the guys taking a step forward, but I also can see the guys that we have come to rely upon still being reliable. So that's why we do this. And again, we're looking at tiers. You're going to have the opportunity to get several of the guys that you want and know exactly when to go about getting them. If you feel as passionately about Bateman as Joe does, guess what? You don't have to make a decision between picking him or, or picking Chase because they're in completely different tiers. You can have both of them. You, know, you don't have to make a decision between him and C.D. Lamb or, or him and Tyreek Hill. The ADP is going to dictate that you can wait. And if the value does end up being anywhere close to where Joe thinks it's going to end up being, well, you got to steal. That's why we look at what could happen, what should happen, what normally does happen. And you have the opportunity to kind of put that all together along with your opinions, your facts, your figures, and do what's best for you. Make sure you get the team that you like. Make sure you get the team that makes the most sense. And then we go on from there. But next week, we will be finishing up the wide receiver tier. So we'll be going four through seven. And after that, we have some specialty shows coming up that you definitely don't want to miss. More to come on that. Any parting words for the people? Baby Bates, Jamar Chase. I'm just trying to figure out what Manscaped, my, my, I think my man, that, that ball toner, I think he's been drinking it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we out. <laughs>